Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, episode 19, the first podcast of 2018, and we enter the gauntlet. The Jacksonville Jaguars bring a regular season record of 10-6 and six to Heinz Stadium to meet the 13-3 Pittsburgh football team Steelers at 105 this Sunday afternoon for the AFC Divisional Round. Uh, having come off a sound thrashing of the Buffalo Bills, who themselves absent from the playoffs since 1999, uh, the Jaguars come off with an impressive 10-3 win. So this is Tom coming to you from the balmy environs outside Washington, D.C., and Nick at the Southern Outpost. Nick, what's the weather like down in Houston? It's uh, balmy 60. Ow. Oh, maybe the yeah. maybe our northern fans don't want to hear that kind of talk. Yeah, it's, it's tough down here, I'm telling you. But it weakened the Texans. I mean, they just they couldn't play. they got to have that dome. Stadium. Yeah, they need another dome. I don't know. They're not ready for the weather. Just like I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are ready, ready for the weather. And I think, obviously, you guys can tell Big Tom was being a little sarcastic with his um, analysis of the thrashing that the Jaguars had against the Bills, being that it was probably one of the most unimpressive playoff wins you could ever imagine, with them mustering 10 points with their quarterback playing like some sort of science experiment like an android that still has kinks in it that i mean it's a he's a football robot program to choke so that was blake bortles last week that being said the jaguars and their super talented defense they're super cocky and rightfully so defense come back in a heinz field which is pretty much where they got their role on this year that's kind of their signature win and after the steelers think probably gave them some confidence going later in the season they feel pretty confident coming in but i think the steelers feel even more confident I don't know how they do that. I was just looking at the Jaguar drives. Their average drive lasted five plays that game and uh, yielded yeah. 20 yards. That That's okay. Even against our defense, I'm feeling confident. <laughs> Not good. Right. So I've kind of changed my tune on the Jaguar. I was nervous about the Jaguars the whole season. We pointed out, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, that after the horrific Ben five interception game lost to the Jaguars earlier in the season, that it wasn't really that far apart of a game and it was actually almost the first game where the Steelers offense started clicking then the turnovers and especially since they were pick sixes kind of changed the environment of the entire game the Steelers moved the ball up and down on them Uh, AB had over 150 yards receiving the Steelers were up in the third quarter like halfway through the third quarter Steelers were up nine to seven so that game was a tremendous fluke honestly it was now that being said it doesn't mean Jacksonville 
can't win this game because they're probably one of two defenses in the whole league who can maybe match up athletically and personnel-wise with the Steelers, maybe the Vikings being the other one. So if you look at what uh, Bortles did against us last time, it was 8 for 14. He did better than he did against the Bills against us, 95 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Even with that, they were able to get up 30, 30 points, basically on the back of a long Leonard Fournette touchdown. Uh, he had two that game, but the 90-yard was just icing on the cake. Yeah, and obviously the pick sixes. I mean, Bortles was even worse last week in a home playoff game where he actually rushed for more yards than he threw for. Again, didn't get to 100 yards. So that's kind of a good segue into the next point. Well, I we will get into the Jacksonville defense later in the podcast because they're the real deal. They are fast as hell. They have two all-pro cornerbacks, incredibly fast, middle linebackers, good safety, playmakers at every level, okay? But let's get into the reason why they don't just put ice into my heart, and that's because of the Bortles, man. Blake Bortles is Deshaun Kaiser part two. So we talked last week about hashtag fake quarterback, just big, bumbling sort of athlete dudes who get thrown into a quarterback position at some point. Somebody said like, hey, this guy could be Ben Roethlisberger, and somebody believed him, and he's still throwing. If you watch that Bills game, Last week or a couple of days ago, which I hope you didn't, because it was like it was it, it was like it was not time well spent. No, it wasn't. But the guy, just like Kaiser, how we saw him a couple of weeks ago, he throws an inexplicable number of passes just into the dirt. He's got wide open guys. He has terrible mechanics, which cause him to miss a lot of different throws. And if they had anyone even competent as a quarterback, they'd be maybe the scariest team in the playoffs. Now, that being said, I started getting a little bit more nervous as the season went on when people were pointing out that he actually played some good games. He threw a couple, like two or three touchdown passes against the Seahawks and a couple of other teams. He started making some plays. But if you go back and you look at that, look at every game that teams play against Blake Bortles, and they are downright disrespectful to this guy. They load the box with seven or eight players every time, only leaving three or four guys in the secondary and basically saying – so there were some occasions later in the seasons against some really bad defenses where Bortles did do the most basic element of his job and hit some of the wide-open guys downfield, sort of like what we saw Kaiser do. So regardless, I mean, the guy is not a threat. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but they, they don't really have talented wide receivers on the outside. Granted, a lot of random no-name wide receivers have caught long touchdowns against the Steelers this year. Just that Gonzalez dude a couple weeks ago for the Browns, never heard of the guy. It's, it's happened. Rashard Matthews for the Titans. But that being said, this guy is inept, and it really showed in that Bills game. And, and man, it's just hard for me. Like, if the Steelers score any type of points here, which I expect they will, to ask Bortles to go to the air and compete with that, it's just something they don't have the personnel to do. So we've, if we flip the field and we're going to talk about Jacksonville's defense, starting with the rushing defense. Uh, if you look at their overall totals for the regular season, really they rank 21st in rushing defense, giving up um, 116 yards a game more than the Steelers who are giving up about 106. Yeah, there's different metrics that you can check for it. A lot of people actually have them ranked closer to 29th and 26th, and some people even have them ranked at 31st. 
But I think the reason why we wanted to talk about the run defense first is because everyone knows how awesome the pass defense is, both with the corners and the safeties, the linebackers who can cover, and then their ability to get pressure with their stud defensive linemen. But the run defense is perceived as a big weakness of theirs, although it really has improved over the season. They still just suffered from some numbers earlier in the year. Um, so their last couple games, they held Shady McCoy from the Bills. for He had 19 carries for 75 yards. Derrick Henry of the Titans had 28 carries for 51 yards. That's 1.8 yards per carry. And then the game before that, Carlos Hyde from San Francisco, 21 for 54, 2.6 yards a carry. So they've battened down the hatches recently, but at the same time, they haven't played a, a, a really good run attack, and they haven't faced anyone close to the level of uh, Le'Veon Bell. So, oh, but, but it was interesting. Le'Veon Le only got the ball 15 times in that game. He ran for 47 right. yards. And that's the whole key behind that. that so the, the Steelers had to abandon the run completely, and they became one-dimensional. And then that's why I think you had a couple extra interceptions tacked on there at the end because some quarterbacks might still play it safe when they realize the game's almost getting out of hand. Ben's going to still try and win the game. He's going to sling it around. But our – Inability to stay balanced last game was what really did us in because they yeah, had such was a no pass rush. But there was no there was no reason to panic at that point and go to the pass. I mean, Ben Ben passed the ball fifty five times in that game. Le'Veon didn't have the. We were as you pointed out, we were up through the third quarter, and yet Le'Veon got the ball fifteen times. It's not as if we fell behind and we're trying to catch up. It was just mystifying. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think that the Steelers were moving the ball very effectively with a mix of run and pass. You got to assume if you're midway through the third quarter and you don't throw those interceptions at the end, Le'Veon's probably going to get at least another five carries, right? And then he would have been looking. He had 10 receptions, by the way. So he already had 25 touches, which is about his average. Probably would have got another five ki another five touches if that fourth quarter wasn't such a disaster. I mean, at least. So we would have gotten there. But that is it's still it's not as locked down their run defense as their pass defense it's kind of middle of the pack even though they have some some talent i just think that their linebackers it's similar to a shazier situation they have really unbelievably fast linebackers but they're a little bit small so you can kind of maul them and i think the bills had some success doing that last week so the steelers could have some success running it for sure especially so with Le'Veon bell getting the two and a half weeks off that he's been out for. Right. And I, I'd like to see, I'd like to see those establish uh, a run game. And I, I was just looking at the statistics for the last game and Antonio had 10 receptions for 157 yards. That's great. Yeah. Except he was targeted 19 times. 49 yeah, I mean, of those, they... 49 of those yards came on one play. So really nine for a hundred about 100 yards, 110 well, yards. You, so, well, you can't just take away. the. You can't just subtract that. No, I'm just um, talking about was it accurate. So it was the defense. I mean, the the Jaguars defended 12 passes, had 12 passes defended. I mean, it, to buttress your point, as it were, supporting your argument about the defensive uh, pass talents. Excellent. Jaguars. <laughs> pass talents. No, you're absolutely right. Their pass defense is unbelievable, and that's what scared me earlier in the year about them, even though, I, like I said before, I knew that game was a fluke. It's not like a one-in-a-million type thing, but it was it, the game, the score didn't really reveal what the story was. That's what I mean by the fluke. But 
AB, yeah, 10 for 157 on 19 targets. He also had a a, a great 40-plus yard touchdown call back in the fourth quarter to really a BS holding call into Castro. So he kind of had his way out there. Now, I do, I think, of the Jaguars, the same way I thought of Richard Sherman a couple years ago with, with AB or when Xavier Rhodes from the Vikings played them. It's like, listen, they're going to do a better job than everybody else against AB. But he's you can't stop him completely. He's too good. And the rules favor us too much, and his quarterback is too good with Ben. So hopefully, you know, we've seen all the amazing videos of AB working out. He was at practice today. He's looking good. Hopefully he's out there and he can help. But so why don't we 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 kind of already have moved into the past D. Um the main story, everybody knows it. Unbelievable corners. <laughs> the probably the best corner in the league in Ramsey and a top five or six corner and probably top four in Bouye since he made all pro second team as well. Church and Gibson as the safeties. They're just loaded. And then they have the ability to rush the passer with just four guys, with defensive linemen. Now the thing is, they have been carved up a few times this year. And it's usually by offensive coordinators that are creative and from balanced attacks. So Kyle Shanahan and the, and the 49ers really took just absolutely dominated every second of that game when they played a few weeks ago. And that's why I actually like this matchup for the Steelers because nobody has as much offensive variety as the Pittsburgh Steelers do. And I think that they will be able to take advantage of that unless, you know, we ho- hopefully won't get some turnovers on offense. And then you put yourself in a situation where they get to pin their ears back and rush the passer and have those awesome secondary guys just, you know, they know that the ball's coming every time. So that's a little preview to one of my keys to the game. You want to go to keys to the game? No, but I just wanted a, a foreshadowing back to my point about Le'Veon running the ball 15 times. But anyway, I digress. Right, right. I got it. So what? Yeah, screw it. Let's go to the keys of the game. Keys of the I game. Could kinda, I could beat that defense stuff into the ground over and over again. <laughs> but you're um, right. That balanced offense is a big one because that's it's shown that, I mean, this is a great defense that they have. Originally, it was kind of looking like they were an all-time great defense with the numbers they were putting up and where they rank in the NFL and just the overall talent. But they've gotten exposed a few times in ways that, you know, that – Seattle Seahawks defense did not get exposed, you know, when they were in their Super Bowl run, an all-time great defense, or the the no-fly zone in Denver, which was only exposed by Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. So if you maintain the balance, then you're going to be able to move the ball on them. Although I don't know if you're going to, you know, erupt. It's like a take, since we're talking about rushing the ball, I am talking about rushing the ball. Just a little factoid. I looked at the rush directions for Leonard Fournette for the regular season. He is strongest on the left side, averaging about 10 yards a carry. Do you know that running to the right side, he has negative 31 yards? Jeez, are you serious? Yeah. So is that he's kind of possible. He's about 100 times up the middle, 80 side, 80 to the left, 80 to the right. Yeah. Check it. All right. Batting down the hatches, T.J. Watt and that side of the defense because they're going to be coming at you. Well, they, Man, the Steelers I, I, did have some pretty unique defensive formations in the middle of the season where T.J. was for, was setting up almost like a middle linebacker. So I wonder if they just fortified that side of the line. Those you are the things Motes. I really think that Keith Butler has to avoid in this game 
and watching other teams play against them and specifically watching the Bills just load the box with eight guys in every play. Keith Butler, like we've said before, he gets cute with these little stunts and guys circling in and out of holes. If you watch the, the Jacksonville offense, their scheme is even a middle school scheme. They don't use a lot of formations. They usually like to have, you know, like a tw- like a they do a lot of 22 person 21 personnel, so two tight ends and one running back. They often have a fullback, usually only you know, two receivers out there, probably more than other teams. And if you just watch them play, you see all the defensive coordinators load that box and they just they don't let them pound you like that. And if you get cute and you do a little stunt or something, then the 90-yard touchdown happens because Leonard Fournette is a huge man-child, Adonis, God, Titan man. But he's also super fast. So you can't get cute. You just need to line right up with them and stuff the run and make Boros try and beat you. So it distracted us from keys to the game. So we went from balanced offense. Uh, I think you just mentioned load the box, do what's obvious. Yeah, make Bortles beat you. Third key to the game, uh, hearkening back to the last loss, we need to win the turnover battle. Yeah, I think that's the only way Jacksonville can win this. If they win the turnover battle and maybe even set up some super short fields or score on defense. But I think that, you know, the Steelers know what to expect this time around, and they've been good moving the ball on everybody. I have I have confidence in that. And uh, that that to me just that's the only way that they have a chance. So fourth key to the game, no 50-yard touchdown passes or runs. Yeah, so that's no the other place. We let those up to everybody. You can't just get them freebies. You got to make Blake Bortles in this not very talented Jacksonville offense, except for Leonard Fournette, you got to make them sustain long drives. Like you said before, their, their drives were an average of five plays the last time we played. Now, I am pretty nervous based on the last few weeks based on the, the run defense. Because a lot of people have been running on the Steelers. I think that Jacksonville may even have a little bit more success than they had last time. But this game is basically juggernaut versus juggernaut when the Steelers' offense is on the field, playing against that great defense in Jacksonville. And then just two crappy units in the Steelers' defense and the Jacksonville offense. But I think that the Jacksonville offense is even worse than the Steelers' defense. So you can't just give up these damn miscommunication plays where, like to Josh Gordon the other week when they fake a reverse and they only put one guy out in a route and they get these long bombs. And you can't give it to him free. You got to make Blake Bortles drive the ball down the field because he can't do it. Six key to the game, score from the red zone. If you looked at the last game, the Steelers got to the Jacksonville 11 field goal. Jacksonville 16 field goal. Jacksonville 2 field goal. Yeah, if you even had turned one of those into a touchdown, just one of them, then you would have changed the complexion of the game. Like we just said before, you got to make Jacksonville march down the field. They can't do it. If they, the Steelers were up 9-7 to seven in the third quarter there, if they had even gotten up by 10 points or so, it would have made the Jacksonville Jaguars have to put the ball into the air. So if you can score, you can score early, which obviously you want to do that in every game, but in this one more particularly – you know, if you're a scorer early against Tom Brady, you know he's he's still going to come back. Drew Brees, they're still going to be able to move the ball. If you take – there's only one way that Jacksonville can win games. It's when their defense shuts down other teams. They have to get turnovers and give that offense a short field so they can get their couple field goals and the occasional touchdown. And then by running the ball and not letting Blake Bortles lose the game. 
I mean, they took the game out of his hands last time. He was lucky that he got – well, he, I guess he did a pretty good job running the ball for almost 80 yards or so. But they – that's their only formula. If you get them out of their comfort zone and you make them have to go to a passing offense, he's going to throw the ball into the dirt and he's going to throw the ball to the Steelers. So you got to convert in the red zone particularly early. Put them out of their comfort zone and Jaguars have no chance. You know, we have a six key to the game. This turns out not to be – actual keys to the game and you have you get up to six but anyway we'll still mention the weather right <laughs> there's a bit of whininess uh in jacksonville about uh temperature there is they for all of their guys are florida guys where is Bortles from ucf or one of those florida schools obviously Fournette from uh lsu coldest game he's ever played in was like 30 degrees at arkansas jalen ramsey another florida guy they, um, they've been caught on record before ta- whining about how much they don't like playing in the cold. Now, they're professional athletes, and particularly Leonard Fournette, who, as I mentioned before, is a superhero. I don't think he'll figure it out as he goes. But for someone as mentally weak as Blake Boros, and I will continue just crapping all over him because the Steelers losing to him in the playoffs would be an absolute abomination. But that dude was freaking out in the first round play- in a wild card game at home last week, throwing stuff in the dirt. His hands are going to be cold. Face, only red. I like it. So we're adding a new segment to the show, something originally called, or it's an original name called Prediction. We haven't done this in the past because I think they're totally meaningless. It's impossible to make a prediction, but it'll be fine. It'll be a little bit of fun. Uh, why don't we put yeah, a we little? We can check little... back on it. Well, we and we <laughs> usually don't do them because we don't get to do preview episodes. So it's kind of fun getting to do a preview one. Hopefully yeah. in the future we'll be able to move up to two episodes a week, but right now the schedule is, is just too hectic to be able to do it. So give us some feedback on that. Tweet at us, you know, at Steelers Outpost. Send it to SteelersOutpost at gmail.com, whatever, uh, if you guys would like to hear too. But uh, just let you know it's not going to happen this week or next week. But uh, next season will be something we're looking into. So what are you calling it? I'm calling Steelers 24, Jaguars 13. I think that this this Jacksonville defense is so awesome. Like I said before, you know my key to the game, the only way that they can win. I don't think the Steelers are going to light them up and put 30 points on them. They're just so talented. But I do, you know, I do see the Steelers scoring because I think that they can score on any defense in the NFL right now. Well, if they can score once, they can score four times. I'm giving the Steelers 31, Jaguars 7. Yeah! And that's on pick two, of the day! That's on two safeties and a field goal, by the way. I'm calling it nice. a bank shot. <laughs> Well, listen, it sounds crazy. It might sound a little – oh, sorry, guys. That's my laundry. Uh, it might sound a little homerish to make that prediction, but honestly, I don't think it's that outlandish. Um, we know that the Steelers hardly ever blow out people, but like I said, if you can get up early, I could see the Steelers dominating them. Now, that that defense is very proud and just so freaking talented. I don't know if I see it being a blowout like that, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. So, uh, like Nick mentioned, communicate with us. Give us your prediction at Steelers Outpost on Twitter. Uh, send us an email, Steelers Outpost at Gmail, or visit the website, SteelersOutpost.com. Leave a comment on the blog. We'd love to hear from you and help improve the show. So, hopefully, we're talking to you again next Monday, looking live at the Steelers Patriots AFC Championship game. Cross your fingers. Okay. Hopefully, and hopefully we get a, another two after that. Super All right, Bowl until next week. Super Bowl celebration. Talk to you next week.
Okay, bye-bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.